Blog Talk Radio. show and I would like to appreciate everyone uh, for the support that we've been getting. I had no idea we would be at the point that we are as far as the numbers and, and things like that and it is just good. I'm going to try to keep you guys entertained with the best topics and things like that and of course you know tonight's topic is racism in America. Where do we go from here? Um, if you guys been paying attention in the news, in the papers, blogs, social media, it appears to me that racism is at a peak, at a point to where um, it is, we're at like a, a critical mass point to where something is about to happen. I don't know what it is, but we need to get something, open up a dialogue and talk about this. Because it is, you had the, the Donald Sterling situation, the uh, Trayvon Martin, Jordan Davis, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You go on, and it all has to do with race. So much, I mean, a lot of people feel like we are racist against each other, you know. I was talking to a guy, and he brought up a very valid point, and I had to agree with him. Point that when it comes to race, if a white person says something, it's racist, but a black person can say the exact same thing. And it's like constructive criticism. Is that really considered racism? And before we go any further, I want to read the definition of what racism is. This is a Webster Dictionary. It says, the belief that all members of each race possesses characteristics or abilities specific to that race, especially so that so as to distinguish it as an inferior or superior to another race or races. Prejudice, discrimination directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Now, based on that definition alone, we know that racism is still around. So I have a lot of people, they feel that racism don't exist. They say, well, I don't acknowledge racism. It, it, it doesn't exist. But based on what I just read right there, you know, if you look at a, a certain group of people and based on that, like you hear a stereotype, you know, uh, black people like chicken and watermelon or something like that. According to this definition, that's considered racism. And tonight I have in the studio, we have a sound engineer now. Faith, how you doing? Hi. And and, and, and before we go into uh, our call segment where we're uh, taking calls, do you think it's possible that black people are racist too? I mean – we know any any race can be racist, but are we more racist? Because that, that, that's been coming up a lot uh, in the past week with the Don Sterling situation in the NBA and things like that. I've been listening to a lot of uh, conservative talk radio shows, and they mention this a lot. 
do, do you think, in I, your opinion, that blacks are more racist? I wouldn't say that we are more racist, but I do believe we are just as racist as our white counterparts. Um, I believe we walk around with uh, the victim syndrome. Okay, I can I, I can totally agree. And I'm going to read a statistic from MSNBC uh, that says here, according to their polls, more whites believe in ghosts than are racist. <laughs> and now, I don't know if these numbers are accurate. I don't know if uh, I don't know the ratio on the polls or nothing like that. But is it possible that we are more racist? As black people, I don't, I don't know. Um, have you ever experienced any racism in America? To be honest, um, I've never really dealt with that. Um, my father was in the military. I didn't really deal with that until I moved down to Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville really? is a special type of city. Yeah. Um, I. But so, from, from so this, let me ask you this: was this was this racism from from blacks or whites or both? Well, initially, I noticed, you know, white people acting different. When I was when I came down and I was looking for a, a job, um, you would see a sign on the outside of the door saying "now hiring." And then when I go in to put in an application, they look at me in my face and say, "Well, we're not hiring anymore." But you have a sign on the outside of your door. Like I didn't understand that. And which which leads to my next question to the audience. Is it right, if you own a business, is it right as the owner to say, well, you know, maybe I don't want a whole lot of black people in my to work in my business? I mean, this is America. You have that right, right? I mean, I, you know, let me hear from you. The calling number is 646-595-2490. Again, that is 646-595-2490. And remember, the topic is racism in America. Where do we go from here? I want to hear from you. I want to know where do we take it from this point because clearly there is a problem. And I'm going to step out on a limb and say something that uh, no one is really speaking on with the uh, Donald Sterling's case. Me being a black man myself, I was offended to a certain degree, but I'm kind of glad everything went down the way it happened because – when I mentor young boys and I tell them things like, you know, you can be more than an athlete. You can be more than a, a musician. You know, you, we need more black doctors. We need more black lawyers. We need more black everything, you know. And a lot of these guys, they're striving to be, um, you know, rapper or this ball player. And when he made the comment of, you know, basically – I feed them, I give them cards. You know, it's almost like a guy made a statement as if, and and, and, and don't take this the wrong way, as uh, high-paid slavery in a way, because you're entertaining a lot of rich folk. And, not, and this, is not, this is not necessarily uh, just to race, but this was a great wake-up call in the black community of how, maybe some of your business owners look at you. This is why it is so important for blacks to get an education and start businesses. We have to start businesses because, you know, Donald Sterling just got caught saying it. A lot of us work for guys like him. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be real. 
You know, a lot of us work uh, work for guys like him. So we're going to go into our call and question segment, and this segment is sponsored by Ocean Bond Grill. Uh, they're located at 333 1st Street in Jacksonville Beach. If you're looking for a wonderful place to go on Friday nights, I encourage you to go check them out at Escape Fridays. It is a lovely, lovely spot. Now we're going to go ahead uh, to the phone call and take our first caller because the lines are definitely blowing up tonight. Hello, caller. What's your name and where you're from? Uh, hello? Hello? Caller, what's your name where you're from? Hello? Hi, my name is Hello, Brock. Hello, I'm here. Hello? You, you're, you're on Brock. Brock? Uh, oh, my name is Brock, and I'm from B R O C K, and I'm from South Carolina. Uh huh. And I'd like to say, first and foremost, I am African American. However, I know I'll be called Uncle Tom for the things I have to say here today because uh, my views are, quite frankly, different from most African American I know. Uh, I graduated from college with a master's degree, and I'm currently working on my PhD. And, from my personal experience, I, I don't think America is racist because I feel a lot of African Americans, uh, male and female, uh, just are simply ignorant. I do, and you know, I have freedom <laughs> of speech, so I feel I should be able to say that. Uh, a lot of uh, people, young men, I decided to grow up. I grew up with decided to that it was more important to go on the basketball court and shoot hoops while I was in there studying, and now I'm older, and they're saying that I should pay for them and their children that they decided to have just because they didn't want to do the right thing. And no, I don't date black women uh, because I feel they have uh, developed the mentality that they're, for one, they're loud, they're obnoxious, and quite frankly, I'm almost embarrassed to be African American myself. Well, are, you, are you certain that you are African-American? Well, well, yeah, well, my mother is black, and so that makes me African-American, I, I would say. Yeah. I would go as far as to say this. this let, let, me, let me say this. Uh, Brock, um, yeah. I, I will not put all black people in a group. And, and black women and, and black men, if you, if you hear this, um, like I said, call in 646-595-2490. Um, I don't. I, I'm not going to put every all black people in the same group because you know I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an educated black man. I I mean I'm not I'm not ignorant. I, I think that could be offensive to a lot of African Americans or black Americans, however you want to say it, uh, in America, well, and, well, and extremely offensive. To, it's definitely experience to to black women to say that okay, well I'm an African American man, but I don't date black women. Um, Robert, I'd like to ask you this question. I don't know if you're familiar with reality shows, uh, the reality shows they're filming here today. If you compare that, that Real Housewife of Atlanta versus Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills or perhaps New York, where there's an all-white, there's a clear difference. You don't see them screaming and yelling and acting as if just the way they do on Real Housewives of Atlanta, fighting and going to jail. You don't see that. Uh, in the Caucasian community, it's not to the extent of violence and, and everything the way some have it in the African-American community. It's a fact. You can look at your – do your research, Robert, and look at statistics. It, it's, it's in, it's, Google it, for heaven's sake. Anyone that's out there that disagrees with you can Google it. It's right there on the internet. Well, 
Well, um, I would, I would like to hear it, from uh, some, some, some other callers. I mean, I won't totally disagree with you. I, I think that there are parts in the black community, don't get me wrong, that we need work on. But I won't generalize all black women as uh, a, a, a nini or uh, what's the other chick that's always in comes from controversy, or all these, or love and hip-hop, or whatever. I mean, there are white shows that, 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 are very, that are very degrading. Now, I will well, say, I, yeah. I will say that I do disagree with a lot of reality TV for the simple yeah, fact yeah, yeah. It, is, it, is, it is a very bad representation of uh, any group of people, whether you're black, white, uh, what, 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 what have you. But, you know, I, I don't know I can uh, agree completely with everything that you're saying. I don't believe all black people are ignorant. I don't believe well, all yeah, black we women act like yeah. – you, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah you're, you're, very free to, you, you're very free to say what you want. I mean, and that's fine, but I'm giving yeah. you my point of view. My, my point of okay. view is being a black man, and, and you have a black mother. I mean, you cannot say, you know, basically you're calling your mother ignorant, your sister, if you have any sisters, cousins, or whatever, which I'm, which I'm sure you do. You're well, calling I'm everybody calling it ignorant. How I see it. I'm, well, no, I'm calling it how <laughs> I see it, and that's the way it is, Robert. You can argue with me all day, Robert. That's the way it is, and it's not going to change. This is how it is, and we, you can try to do something about it, but until you – and you have to start them up from kids until you change their mentality and, and you take them from being on the basketball court, listen to this uh, rap music. You have to change all of that before we can even begin discussing race. It, it, it's absurd. And you, Robert, I feel you and all of the other African Americans out there, out there, excuse me, should know this. You know, you know what you you know what you're doing. It's it's the same, Robert. And I'm I'm gonna let you go, but I know you well, have well, other well, calls. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for your call. Well, thank, thank you, you too, Robert. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Robert. Uh, remember, you guys, uh, the call letter number is 646-595-2490. I'm not really uh, – I don't totally agree with uh, with our last caller uh, on everything. I do think that as a, as a black man, I can speak on the behalf of some black people and say, hey, there are areas that we do need to uh, tighten up, but I want to hear from you. We're going to go to our, our next caller. Can I say something? As go ahead, far as caller. That? Uh, you're, 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 you're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Hello, caller? Hello? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll try to come back to her later. Uh, we'll okay, we'll go to the next great. call. Can I, can oh. I comment yeah, on go ahead. what go ahead. our – okay, you know – as far as what he said, if we are so offended by the stigma that we have out there, why not strive to be better? Why not strive to show show everybody something different, that we're not these ninis, that we're not just basketball players? Where is our drive to just show out that we can be more than what the stereotype is saying that we are? I, I agree. Let's, well, let's hear from the callers. The switchboard is lit up, so I'm going to go. I'm going to try to take the next call here. Uh, go ahead, Carly. You are on the air. Real talk, Robert. Can Hello? you hear me? You are on the air. Hi, right, this is this is uh, DP from Virginia. Um, how you doing? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I have to. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. 
I agree with the first caller to a certain extent. I don't think uh, so-called black people are ignorant. I think Mm -hmm. so-called black people are ignorant when it comes down to knowing themselves due to the fact of the uh, suffering that we went through 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 slavery. You know, they took away everything from us, our history, our nationality, our religion. They, They stripped us of everything, and they never... You know, told us, and they're not going to tell us the truth about who we are and where we come from and that we were great kings and rulers of that nature. We have to really dig deep into knowing ourselves because when we know ourselves, then we understand that we're not the things that they call us. We're not Negroes. We're not blacks. We're not niggers. We're not colored people. We're not none of those names that they gave us during the um, time of slavery. So my thing Mm -hmm. is this, we have to let go of those names because we can't get mad because of a European calling us a nigger when we call ourselves niggers. You know, we got brothers brothers out there calling, you know, the first thing they'd be like, what's up, my nigger? You know what I'm saying? That's the same thing that uh, Chicken George Pop said to him when Chicken George wanted to be free. When Chicken George said you were some of my papers, he was the, the slaveholder was like, no, you are my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So we first, have to, we first have to, we have to conquer self. We first have to awaken ourselves and, and realize that we're not these names that these slaveholders put on us. Who were we before slavery? Because that's all they pumped, and they want to remind us or remind our people that, you know, we made you slaves. Yeah, you were in slavery, and every year they remind us of that. Black History Month, they remind us of that. Yeah, we put you in slavery. And who were we before slavery? Who were we? What were we called? Let me, uh, let, me like, let me give a, 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 re, a rebuttal to that while I have this thought, because, you know, you mentioned slavery, you mentioned Black History Month, and the different things and different programs or what have we in, in America. One of the biggest problems that I see in, uh, I would say, specifically the newer generation of African Americans is they want to use the past as, you know, this is where we come from. But they don't even know the history. They don't even know... They don't. They don't even know. They don't know anything about the past. They don't know who the who the civil rights who our civil rights leaders were. They don't know anything. And and when I look at things like I look at African Americans, I look at the voter turnouts. You know, we're not voting as we should, and things like that. And yet you want to say, well, my brothers and my sisters were water hosed down and, and houses set on fire. They were lynched. I mean, let's let's be honest. Blacks went through a lot. Blacks, blacks went through a lot, and I think that the generation of the day, they talk about it briefly, but they don't really understand the struggle. And I think part of that has to do with and, and quite frankly, they don't care. I don't think that they care. I mean, you can ask the average kid walking around about uh, black history or something, or we, where were you from? They don't care. And it's different from the Jewish community. I stay right down the street from the Jewish community here in, in Jacksonville and Mandarin, and they constantly remind their young of their history. And the young are interested in the history because the parents are teaching them this from uh, younger kids. So you're right. We're not being taught that we were kings and, and, and this and that. And I think that is a huge problem. So, you know, my question is, you know, where where do we go from here? Well, 
first we have to, we need our own schools. That's, that's first and foremost. We have, to do, we have to develop our own government because we're the only people that's still relying on the people that enslaved us. We rely on them for, their, for our food. We rely on them for our shelter. We rely on them for our clothing. We, we rely on them for our education. The same people who enslaved us, we are still depending on. And we as a people need to become self-independent. We have to find a common ground to meet on because the more they keep us divided, the weaker we are as a nation of people. And they have a lot of programs out there to keep us divided. And one of the programs that's designed to keep us divided that we can clearly see is religion. And, okay. And, you know, and they're teaching our children you know, what they want our children to know. So we have to become self-independent. We have to be independent as a, a nation of people. And the only way we're going to do that is, is if we come together, man. If we come together, um, our government is already has been established, it's been started. Of course, we don't know about it because... A lot of us don't 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 dig deep, don't do don't do our history, our research, and things of that nature. Because, like you said, a lot of people don't don't care. They don't care. But it's like you know, in order for to kill a nation of people, you kill a nation of people just like you kill a tree. You take away that root, and our history is that root. And what they did, mm-hmm. they destroyed our history. So, in order for us to even begin to come together, we have to have a clear understanding on our history. We have to meet at that common ground on our history of who we were and who we are truly as a people, who we are genetically. What is our genetic mm-hmm. makeup? What is who we are? What is our DNA structure instead of, what it was, instead of being what they call us? It's time for us to be who we are instead of being what they call us or what they say we are. It's time for us to get out of that mentality of accepting names that they gave us during the time of slavery. And we accept them now so so freely and so open that we call each other those names. And we have to get rid of that mentality, and we have to teach our youth the truth about our Mm -hmm. history and our decent nature in order to break this, this, this curse, it's a curse. It's a curse that is put upon, upon our people. In order to break this curse, we got to figure out what happened. We got to get that gap back. What happened? What really happened? And the only way we're going to find out, we have to dig deep. And like I said, our government already been established, but it's, it, it comes down to we have to wake up our people. Our people need to, need to wake up. Because we are okay. sleeping giants right now. We are the sleeping giants. You know, we were right, great. Well, um, and we could be great again. All we have to do is wake up. Well, well you, you you guys heard it uh, from here. From uh, what's, your, what's your name again? DT. Okay, well, you got ET from, from Virginia. Well, man, thank you. Thank you very much for your call. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, we're going to, uh, before we go to the next caller, um, I just wanted to uh, bring up 
a a another another point, you know, earlier I got a, I got a text message, you know, well, you should have said more to the first caller uh, about uh, the black the black woman thing. And my thing is, hey, you know, if you call, you call, you you can say it. I mean, let's be let's be honest. I don't think that every black woman in America agrees with Atlanta Housewives loving hip hop. Et cetera, et cetera. Well, we're going to go on to the next uh, next call. Okay, caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Hello, caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Hello. So you're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Hi. Yes, this is Doctor Theroni in Washington. How are you? How are you, Doctor Washington? I'm doing good. How are you? I would first off like to say it's an honor being on your show, uh, Mr. Simmons. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, it's an honor for you to call in. Yes, sir. Well, I um I heard your topic a little bit of it, and just going into it, I would definitely like to say um, one of the things that I've observed over my time of study and just being in different communities, um, one of the things that I have observed is kind of taking off, piggybacking off of what your last caller was saying. You know, we have to teach our youth. And I feel that there is not enough knowledge passed down to our youth. Um, One of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of times in the African-American community, you have, and not saying that it doesn't go on in the um, different, you know, races, whether it be Asian, you know, Caucasian, whatever the case may be, um, one of the things that I see is that you have your youth that are just running amok, um, and I have seen it in the African-American community. You have your African-Americans who are just hanging out in front of the stores, hanging out in front of the schools, um, all during the school week while you have those Asians at home, those Caucasians at home studying, and then going out and doing their work. You have kids coming straight off the bus, fighting. You have a lot of this going on, and then as soon as something happens, you have your African race, um, the first one on the news or the first one in the media screaming, why my baby, why my baby, but the African-American mother or father, they're the main ones not, you know, taking time out to really teach their kids, but they're the first ones to respond as soon as something happens. So as these events occur, um, you know, we get stereotyped into being that, uh, you know, what the image is is pretty much the rambunctious or the disorderly um, race, and it just really gets out of hand. So I can't say that, you know, we don't build our own grace. However, I will say, you know, we do have the option to turn that around. And going back like what your last caller said, we do have to teach our youth. But I would say racism is heavy, but it's not more so because, it's not a just because thing. It's definitely everything happens for a reason. And I would say we definitely give the other races the reason to think that we act this way. You know, you have those that follow the African-Americans around the store. Well, the African-Americans are usually stealing from the store. It's, it's usually, <laughs> well, uh, you like, know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the numbers or statistics on African-Americans stealing on the store. I do remember as a kid my mom saying things like, you know, don't go far because, you know, you don't want to get – you don't want them to set you up or, or things like that, which to me, and, and I, me and her would, would kind of argue as, as a teenager. And so, you know, I said, I'm not going to live in fear, you know, but, 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 you know, you do, right? Some places, you know, you go in and, and you are followed. Um, but statistically speaking, you know, we are not the number one in, in store, de- store uh, deaths 
Um, well, I mean, you, you know, might not say we're the number one. I mean, next, I would say you have your homosexuals that steal from the store first, then you have your African-Americans. We're right neck and neck with it. Um, I mean, you have those that pretty much <laughs> that that label us. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to do the, the, the research on that one. But, well, please you know, do, because I've done my I, research, and I mean, I see, and you know, as soon as we're caught stealing from the store, as soon as, you know, we're running out of the local TJ Maxx or the local Burlington, wherever those, you know, African Americans may shop, and they're tagged, and, you know, as soon as something happens as far as the officer responding and getting shot, or, you know, just something like that, then you have the mother, why my baby, they didn't have to kill my baby, they didn't have to do this, but then you have this issue going on, as to say, you know, where were you at? Why weren't you teaching your child to go out and get a job? I've been working since I was 15 years old, you know, not saying that everyone has that option, but it's definitely available for those who really want it. Um, I've known people who've dropped out of school to help support their family, and, you know, their blessing turned around to them being successful. So racism exists for a reason. Um, now, I'm not saying it's right. I don't condone it. I'm not racist. I love everyone, no matter the color of their skin, no matter the car that they drive. However, I will say that, unfortunately, due to the fact that people are not being respectful to their own race, we kind of, like I said earlier, dig our own graves, and that's just kind of the hand that's dealt. Now, once we get a hold of our youth and we start trying to turn things around, um, we stop spending money on big jewelry or big earrings and big pocketbooks or whatever the women buy, perfume, the Mac, the makeup, and really get in touch with ourselves and really start investing in ourselves, we can kind of help build outreach communities. How many people donate to the local NAACP versus those who go buy jewelry or go buy shoes or go buy, you know, marijuana or your liquor, your alcohol that you African-Americans buy? Let me ask you this, because there, there seems to be a deep ridge between middle-class blacks and blacks below the poverty level. And let's be honest, if the middle-class blacks, from what, I, from what I've dissected so far, just from listening to the show, if every middle-class black or the majority that I've, I hear, if I'm hearing correctly, were white, do you realize that you guys would come off as racist? And you can say that that it could come off as that. However, you have your middle class blacks who know how to conduct as well as the upper class. You know, but but um, but, but but let's be honest. Most middle class most middle class blacks, for instance, let's all right. I'm I'm, I'm going to paint a picture for you, and then I'm going to have to take take some more callers after this. But I'm going to paint a picture for you. If you see three white males walking in your subdivision wearing um, aeropostale and shorts and flip flops, is that a threat to you? Um, yes, it no. kind of would be because it's 2014. If you're wearing Aeropostale in my subdivision, <laughs> um, you know, but no, I, I definitely but, understand where you're coming from, Mr. Simmons. My point is if you've seen three black men with white tees, baggy jeans, walking in that same division, would you feel differently about it? Because remember, we had the same case here in Florida with uh, uh, Jordan Davis. I'm sorry, Trayvon Martin with, with the hoodie. You know, yeah. there is a black man walking through, you know, and just like the Jordan Davis case where, okay, potentially some thugs sitting in the car. I mean, let's be, if, let's be real about it. Yes, and my heart goes out, and I definitely understand. 
I definitely understand. And I can see how one would take it as a threat, and that's just a narrow-minded individual. However, you have to realize, like I said, we're in a day and age where anyone, you know, can hit the lottery, anyone can die and get an inheritance. So if I see this going on, I wouldn't necessarily react. However, if I do see someone with baggy jeans and baggy T-shirts and all this, and they're on property that doesn't belong to them, then I would, you know, feel somewhat threatened. However, the case with Trayvon Martin, I will say that was ridiculous. I will say that, you know, that should not have occurred. I feel like George Zimmerman should have did a billion years in prison. Um, I just feel like, but I, I do understand where you're coming from, and I can see how one could take it and definitely stereotype, you know, seeing someone come through a, a $2 million neighborhood, $3 million neighborhood in a hoopty, and then, you know, pretty much booming and driving around and driving slow and windows tinted and rims on the car. I can understand that, how that can threaten someone or make someone feel threatened, opposed to someone, you know, driving through and, you know, a, you know, some youth driving through in a smaller Mercedes or whatever the case may be, whatever their budget may be. I can definitely see, you know, the difference. But like I say, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying, we've stereotyped our own selves. Okay. Well, hey, I want to thank you for your call. It was was very good. Thank you very much, Dr. Washington. Thank you. And it's an honor again. Thank you. Okay, we're going to try to keep the ball ball rolling. Um, okay, caller, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you from? Elaine. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hey, how are Hello. you? Hello. I'm fine. Hello, how are I'm, you? I'm here. Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? Fine. Okay. You're on what the air. What I'm going to say about racism, can you hear me, sir? I, I can hear you. Hello? Okay, what I want to say about racism as far as uh, the blacks and, and Jews as well, those two group of people, they're a very strong group of people, okay? And so there's a link. There's a link there as far as the Jews and the blacks. Um, they don't want to admit it, but it is what it is. And as far as racism to black people, when I first moved here to Jacksonville and I went into a store to pick up a moneygram, and to my surprise, it was like a Caucasian uh, place. And I went in there and someone yelled out, oh, it's a nigger. A nigger is in here. And I was so oh, appalled wow. by such wow. a thing. Yes. yes, I was very appalled by that, you know, because I'm like, oh, wow, you mean they're still calling us niggers in an, you know, open area like this? So it's within people. People are teaching their children this kind of stuff because when a child is born, they know neither good or evil. They're just here, all right? So as this child grows, this child begins to learn certain things from their parents, whomsoever it may be, the white race, the black race, the Jewish, whomsoever. This child is indoctrinated by belief. And as this child grows, some of them hold to it, and then some of them, you know, venture off to see, well, is it really this way? And then you find out, because I've learned for myself, that all white people are not prejudiced. All black people right. are not prejudiced. You know, so you have your pros and your cons on it. Everybody is not the same. So I wouldn't say 
link everybody, you know, and say, oh, this racist, that's racist, because you got some very, very loving white people, just like you have very loving black people. Then you have some white people that cannot stand black, and you have some black people that cannot stand white. So, like, the question is, where do it stop? Is it going to stop? I don't think it's going to stop until Jesus comes. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much for, for that call. You're welcome. You, you guys are there first. Some people don't think it's going to stop until Jesus comes. And I, I would like to say this. Um, from what I understand with the, with the Donald Sterling case, you know, I hear a lot of people, they compare um, Jews and, and blacks, you know, a lot through the struggle. But I don't. I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, Donald Sterling himself is, is a Jew, if I'm not mistaken. He is Jewish. So, you know, that is something to consider, you know, racism. And if you listen to the extended version of that actual audio, he was saying how the blacks in the, the – he said black Jews and white Jews, how the black Jews are treated differently than the white Jews. Now – I've never been to Israel, so I, I can't, you know, give an opinion on that. But um, obviously racism exists everywhere. And from what it looks tonight on these calls, it, it, it exists very heavily within the black community as, as, as well. Um, from our first caller, from the black women to the for faith, did, did that, back to my sound engineer, was that offensive to you? I mean, as a black woman or to your, maybe your girlfriends? Um, it was not necessarily offensive to me because I don't walk in that way. I try my best to, you know, to live outside of that stereotype in a sense. Like, I don't, I don't allow people to, to see me as this loud-talking individual. And a lot of times people say, oh, you're different than regular, than other black girls. You're so quiet. Now, that to me is a little offensive because, you know, it's, it's all black people are not like that. But, you know, I can only, I can only, I can only speak for myself. And I don't, I don't, I don't display, you know, myself. As loud talking. So, 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 so yeah, you, you would agree with the caller that maybe like these reality TV shows, like, I mean, let's be honest, let's be real. We know that these shows are around because the ratings. At the end of the day, it's all about money. If you don't have a group of people cutting up and bringing in the ratings, the shows are canceled. Indeed. So there's something, there's something sick about this because. You hear people call in and say, you know, this is about racism and that about racism, and, you know, this is a disgrace. But when these shows come on, Twitter's lit up, Facebook lit up. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe Mimi said that. Oh, my gosh, is that Portia? Look, I know Portia personally. And, and, and the, the, these people, I mean, they're, they're nice people, but they flip the script on these shows to feed what the people want. There's something about this that people – Desire and, and, and it's very twisted, but I, I don't know, and I don't even know if that's racism. It just might be drama. But that's, People, the problem. that's the problem yeah, right uh, there. Because why are they are they giving um, more more to that negative to that ne- negative stereotype for us? Like why why as a black individual would you 
would you give into that, you know, feed into that? Why would you continue to make us look bad? Where where are the individuals that say, okay, this has got to stop? I'm not going to do this because it makes us look bad as a whole, as, as a group, as a people. I I agree. Well, I'm going to go on to our 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 next caller. Um, caller, you're on the air. Uh, what's your name and where are you from? Hello, how you doing today? How you doing? How you doing? Yes, I want to talk about racism in America. Okay. okay. Um, all whites all whites aren't racist, and all blacks are are um are not racist. Because the thing is, right. this is how we carry us. This is how we carry ourselves. Because uh, me being like a business professional. Uh, I have noticed, like, when I, as, as I dress up, because I don't wear baggy pants and jeans, I rarely wear sneakers. And I've noticed, like, when I'm dressed up with suit and tie, not even, I only have to have a suit coat on, and a lot of whites, they're like, how you doing? They speak to me before I speak to them. Sometimes mm-hmm. they even open the door for me. And I, that's like <laughs> older white people, and you would stereotypically think that they would be the racist ones. So, and that's, that's how we carry ourselves. And also, let's touch on another basis, the, the Sterling uh, situation. I don't yeah, necessarily think, yes, I don't necessarily think, well, he might be a racist, but when it comes to your assets, I feel personally, your personal views, it's like the NBA trying to make him sell his team. I think your personal views should have an effect on your assets. They shouldn't make him sell his assets. They should let the market dictate should he sell his assets. Because I feel like this, by them doing, making him sell just because his personal views will open up Pandora's box for a whole lot of, yeah, lot of well. issues. And just and besides, just think, if Michael Jordan made those comments, I don't want whites coming to my games. What kind of reaction do you think there would have been if a black guy said that? Well, and I, and I, I agree with you on that specific point. I think the comments that he made were ridiculous, and I think – that uh, as a businessman, you know, he was uh, stupid for even saying that around a mistress anyway. I mean, a mistress is always looking for trouble anyway, so let's get that out of the way. But <laughs> back, back to the point of him, you know, America is a free market. Now, I do not know the NBA bylaws, but I agree with you in the aspect of, you know, you cannot make a man sell a team whether he's racist or not. And that, that could be a very slippery slope because – as you see, um, we had we have a case here in Jacksonville um, that was on WOKV today where a fire chief said the N-word. Everybody kind of went crazy until they found out that he was black. So <laughs> my thing is, <laughs> at that point, I mean, if he was the CEO of a company, if, if, if we want to start going down this road, should you just start snatching things from people that are racist? I mean, at this point, you're going to start setting everybody up. Well, this person is racist, this person is racist. We know racism, racism exists. I have a friend that told me straight up, like, uh, Robert, I'm not racist in the sense of what you think racist, racism is, but I am racist in the aspect of how the general population would see me. Which 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 is very deep, and me and him are thing. We're, good, we're good friends, you know. Okay, it's different. It's different ways of racism. Just because somebody doesn't call you a nigger doesn't make them not being a racist, because right. the racism racism uh, affects people at the most through economic levels, and by you not okay having access to like for example back in the day, 
black people didn't have access to certain mortgages if they live in certain areas. And that has mm-hmm. a trickle-down effect to generations now. So Agreed. that is, to me, that to me is more impactful than somebody called me a nigger. Right, because that, that's, that's economic racism. You know, that, yes. that right there uh, will affect. But we have to share responsibility with that as well, because if you look at it, number one consumers in America. I mean, we, we consume more than we produce, and we have to be real about this. You know, I'm not one of these people, you know, just on the, on the just straight-up pro-black bandwagon because, they're, you know, a lot of people, they're really upset with Bill Cosby on some of the things that he, he said. But the guy is – he's very on point with some of this. I mean, yes, white people are racist. Yes, black people are racist. Not all, not all, not all whites, not all blacks. Yes, Chinese people are racist. Hispanics are racist sometimes. You, you, find, you find racism everywhere. But it, 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 goes, it goes back to, I mean, the, the, the economic issues with, with these things, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. And it, it blows my mind when I look at how we ourselves are so racist subconsciously. I think it's a subliminal thing that's going on right now. <laughs> yes. And also another, another point that I'm going to get off the line, just because someone make a racist remark doesn't make them a racist to me. Because just think, us black or does I'm it? Black also. <laughs> no, no, no. Just because somebody make a racist remark doesn't make them a racist. Racist racism to me is through actions. So like, uh, you know, a lot, lot of blacks when they get around their boys, they make racist remarks all the time. Doesn't make them a racist. But just sometimes they just joke around. But still, certain things you shouldn't say if you see it's going to impact you or hurt hurtful to you and hurtful to others around you. But that doesn't make you actually a racist. So you can elaborate on that, and I'm going to hang up the line. All right, man. Thank you for your call. All right, thanks. Which, which, which I, I, I totally agree. I know, Faith, um, you heard the, the last call of what he said, and it, it's, very, it's very much true. A lot of times people, we are so hung up on words. Now, with the, with the Donald Sterling's case, he did show actions of being racist because, I mean, this isn't the first time he's run into trouble with, with racism. You know, he's been sued, what, twice, you know, he had, you know, Fair Housing Act and et cetera, et cetera. So he's had um, his run-in with, with racism. So clearly he's a sick individual in, in that aspect. But I will go as far as to say um, I don't totally agree with him being forced to sell uh, the team. They should let the free market do that. You know, if the players don't want to play – in, in the association, there, there's a way, you know, they, there, there's something else that, that they can do because that could end up uh, impacting businesses all over America in a, in a huge way. And I don't think people look at it like that. We get caught up in our emotions, and that's another problem with all races. We get caught up in emotions. Blacks get caught up in their emotions. Whites get caught up in their emotions. Um, you see emotions uh, exploding now uh, that Obama is, is, is the president, and I – I, I never really liked to even touch that subject, but faith to you, does it seem that since he became president, racism is just like bubbling over like a volcano? Or am I, I just... believe No, you're right. I believe that um, it's not only being shown more. Um, it's coming out in places you probably would not have, you know, seen it coming. Um, but I do believe that people people are showing their true colors in a sense. 
of course, you know, we, slavery, we, we were free not too long ago. It, it hasn't been a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's been it's been a long it's not been a long time so you you do have people that are that are upset that are angry that we have a black president um, and it's and it's yeah, so so, so so let, let's let's be honest the sixties and seventies or sixties and fifties I'm not really so much more the seventies but you know blacks were being hosed down and dogs unleashed on and a lot of these people are still alive you're not going to say that Everybody's racism is just went away. Right, right. It's not like racism just, you know, clap, 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 and it was and it was gone. So, yeah, part of it has to still be there. I mean, both ways, both ways. I am certain that there are still uh, – it's like a relationship. I'm sure that there are blacks holding resentment from the 60s and the 50s exactly. because they're still alive. They're still here. So it's, it's like a long love-hate relationship, uh, between, especially between African Americans and white America. But I will say we've made a lot of progress, so let's not just – talk totally down on racism. I think that we have moved in the right direction in some aspect and back in some aspect. Like with um, me, I feel like when they, um, welfare, when they institutionalized poverty in the 60s, I think that really had a huge impact uh, on the racism in the the black community. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go to the uh, next caller. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. What's your name? Where are you from? Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Caller? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to them. Hello? You're on the air? Okay, well, I hear a lot of feedback on that particular caller. But, but uh, before we get into that, can I say, you know, with the second caller, I agree with him in the sense that we need to start with ourselves. And, and I mentioned the victim attitude a lot um, when we first started. A lot of us, mm-hmm. I feel like, have that victim mentality. We feel like we're owed something for all this, this for the struggle that we went through, for for the struggles that our grandparents and our parents and our great great grandparents went through. But a lot of us don't even respect that struggle. And so you know, but walk around with a sense of entitlement, like right, um, right. I, you know, it's it's just I I don't understand it. It's not like, but you're not working, you're not working, and and trying to uh, better yourself like like they did back then. You're not like I don't. It's just different. They had there's there's a sense of self entitlement that's going on. I don't like I said I don't I don't want to generalize one group of people and say all blacks are this or all whites are this, all Hispanics are are that, but there is a huge sense of entitlement based upon our past, like I, like I was saying with the caller from Virginia, and we don't even know our past. We just know that we went through We're the struggle. We're not respected and on top Everybody's of that. riding with that. <laughs> no. All right, let me try to take a few more calls before we run out of time. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Hello? You're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? All right, it's David I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, David, how you doing? I'm all right. Um, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, you you have a lot of callers refer to, you know, talking about racism and whatnot, but, I mean, no, no one seems to, 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 like, actually acknowledge the fact that, like, I guess humanity should be, like, the first and foremost of, of everything we utilize to, uh, 
you know, I guess come to our, our decisions on how we, 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 you know, should be putting forth, I guess, like legislation and whatnot. And then, like, right, right. And, and, and as a person who was, you know, raised, I mean, I guess the, the whole thing is, like, I always felt like I, I, was, I was attacked because I was a, of, 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 a, of a European descendant. But, I mean, the thing is, is what, what happened to, you know, the, the, the individuals responsible for, for, for like, give, you know, in essence, you know, certain tribes would, would conquer other tribes and then sell them to the white man. And, and the whole time you hear this whole discussion, you never hear anybody wanting to, 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 to try to take justice to those who, who, who were a part of that, you know, the, a part of the entire process. You know, it's not just one side, you know, over the other. You know, there were people on both sides of it. I mean, agree, and then agree. you want to talk, talk about the, the struggle within the, the U.S.? I mean, technically speaking, the, the Civil War has been over for over 100 years. What, 1861 is when the Civil War yeah, ended? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, you know, the, the 50s and 60s when, when, when Martin Luther, you know, was, was fighting for civil rights, I mean, that's actually the 100-year mark just about. I mean, it, so it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like, you know, just the whatever, but, you know, you know, a lot of people don't, I guess, understand the, the, the actual amount of time. I guess, the, I guess really bottom line is, is you know, it, it, it's not even a, a two-sided ordeal. It, it's like for about as many people as there are in America, that's about how many uh, problems we seem to have when it comes to this issue because whether it be racism, sexism, religion, Whatever I mean, in essence, we're all you what do you call it. We're, we're, we're all um, discriminated every day of our lives, from insurances to to getting jobs to to trying to go. I mean, all that they they check your your your, your credit, they check your age, your gender, your sex, and, and and you don't hear people you know getting outraged and, and, and overwhelmed by by the feelings they get from that kind of discrimination. Yet, here we are, we're talking about, you know, with the whole Donald Sterling thing, it's been the saddest thing, and I'll end with this, is you see that there's kind of things go on in this country, you know, and Donald Sterling just being outright in the open with it, and you, you have people from all <laughs> right. sides, regardless of what they look like, and, and we can call him out for, for what he is, a, a racist, and, and for the, the, the wrong he represents. But then once we get past that point, we can't seem to agree on the, the you know, on, on, in essence, you seem to have more racism uh, come out from the people who agree that the guy's racist than you do, than you find a, a middle ground in that. And, and, and so in that regard, you know, we, we probably have still I I, 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 I do, I do agree with you uh, on, on, on that, on that part, because since this Donald Sterling case has come up, everybody has agreed. So, okay, we agree he's a racist. And that's why, you know, the question I asked, where do we go from here? No one has said anything except he should lose the team. This is a bigger issue. This, yeah, that's this, this is a, 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 a way bigger issue. Well, you, you, you're just taking the idea of, in essence, you're taking the, the you're putting powers into other people's hands, and, and do you really want them to have them? But I mean, I mean this is, this is good for um, for people that are race baiters in America. <laughs> I mean, this this well, is good stuff for them. 
you know. You know, the, the bottom, you see it, and it's just like every time you turn around, you, you turn your TV on, you hear the news, it's just another ordeal. And it's like, whether it be racist-based or, or, or sexist, it's, it's, it's an ideal of discrimination, and all of a sudden now you have people attacking, 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 and, and, and you don't have anybody, you know, like you said, coming up with an ideal of, of resolution. And, and, and the bottom line is, I guess the first thing is you got to realize that, that people are equal to you based off of your humanity, not by, uh, by how you look, bottom line. I agree. I agree. And, and as a white man, to, to you, you say you're from European descent. Um, are Irish. you? Do you feel like you're racist? Well, you're Irish. Oh, you no, feel... I, I do not. I, I put it like this. Growing up as a kid, like, if I had a – I mean, you know, my parents – definitely didn't uh, give me the, all the, the, the best values or ideals when it came to this topic. Because if I had a, a, a friend and I brought him home or her home and say, hey, Mom, this is my friend, you know, they were cool with that. But if I had brought home a girl and say, hey, you know, you know, this is my girlfriend, then we had another issue, you know. But mm, me personally, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have never even – up until the, the first time that, that these kind of ideas – were put in my face, and I kind of like ran into them and hit them head first, like slamming into a wall. I mean, I would have mm-hmm. never known that, that, that this was an issue. But, you know, I mean, growing up, I mean, it just wouldn't have been. Wow. That's really okay, all I got well, to say. Well, we thank you very much uh, for your call. Yeah, man. You have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. You too. All right. Well, you guys heard it there. From David, and you know, we time is uh, about up. I may have time for one more call, and the dialogue was was so good tonight. I apologize if I wasn't able to take your call, but I'll try to take uh, one more call here. Uh, caller, you're on the air. You have about a minute. Hello, caller, you're on the air. All right, well. They're not. They're not uh, responding. So uh, back, back to you, Faith. We're about to wrap up the show. I think it was a, a, a great show. Once again, I want to thank every one of you for uh, making this show what it is. The numbers are phenomenal uh, through the roof, and I had no idea once again that we would be. So uh, with that, I say good night and God bless America, and may we get to the bottom of racism. Don't forget to tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. as we talk about the juiciest topics that we are faced by in today's society. Thank you, and good night.